You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your, your team every day. Happy Monday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can also find me on whole9sports.com because I founded it. So, you know, that's what we're doing. Today, we'll talk about some season predictions for the offense, the RPO, and how the Gators are going to kill it this year and who's the next man up following the rumored Kamara Wilcoxon injury before we get started just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts that you never miss an episode and the NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network August 30th today through September 8th the Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning today, August 30th. Don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Gators YouTube channel and for anybody that could be affected by Hurricane Ida, hopefully nobody. Uh, thoughts go out to you and hopefully you're doing well. I'm uh, going to start talking about the offensive season predictions here. Um, that's my accent that I'm bringing out for some reason. Um, I actually did just get a, uh, a YouTube comment that I actually want to share with you guys, though. Bama is locked on the Gators like a fighter jet pilot, fixing to blow the Gators out of their own swamp. Leonard's loser, Florida. <laughs> These swamp lizards will be looking for a new swamp after the red elephants stomp the swamp dry. Bama 45, Gators 13. Um, I, I don't know why Macho Man Randy Savage is commenting on, uh, on Locked On Gators stuff, but it's, uh, it's cool. Like he needs a hug. He's got some things going on apparently. Um, hope the best for you, Adam, but <laughs> looking at the offensive predictions, first one that I'm going for Emery Jones, 3000 passing yards and a thousand rushing yards. Um, I realize that sounds kind of crazy, but he's that dude. Like I, I am so confident in Emory Jones this year. I, I just know that like, we're going to have an awesome year with him just because there's so much that this offense can do with him at the helm. Like obviously like I'm not saying he's going to have the year trasked as a passer because well, he's not, it's as simple as that. He's not going to have the year trask had, but He's going to have an exponentially better year as a rusher. And yeah, I, I still think he's going to have a decent passing year. Like I'm thinking like 3,500 yards is what he's going to get passing. And then a thousand rushing. Also, this isn't something that has never been done before. It's been done 11 times in college football history. And it's happened more times in the past eight years or nine years than it happened ever before that. So not super stressed about it. The way this game, the way the league and by game, I mean, college football league, I mean, NCAA, not just SEC, the way everything is going, this is going to become an increasingly uh, possible goal to hit for dual threat quarterbacks. And I think when you're looking at a dual threat quarterback, we have one of the best. I don't care 
how little he's played, how much he's played. Like if we're talking about CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and DJ Uigalele as that guy, we're going to talk about Emory Jones as that guy for us because that's what he is. So a, a legitimate dual threat in a very fun and productive offense, I'm going to say Emory Jones could do it. Like that, that one, to me, when I was writing it, I was like, this seems outlandish. And then the more I was thinking about it, the more I was like, this seems like what should happen anyway. So I'm cool with like it seeming out of it out there. Like I'm, I'm cool with that because when it comes down to it, it's not that crazy. And seriously, like we're going to have big plays because this rushing attack is going to open things up. And next one, Jacob Copeland, thousand yard receiver. I realized last year we didn't have a 1000 yard receiver. Kadarius Tony came close. He came close. Kyle Pitts would have, if he was healthy for the entire year, like that one, is pretty I think we could all agree on that. But didn't happen. But Cope, he's that dude this year. Like I realized I just said he, but he, but Cope's our guy. You know, I'm I'm thinking of the threat that the rushing attack will open up for our passing attack. And sure, Copeland probably won't have the touches that Kadarius Tony had. I mean, then again, he might have more because maybe he separates himself as a true alpha. And it's not just Kadarius Tony with Kyle Pitts and Trayvon Grimes really being the uh the three-headed monster we have maybe cope just erupts and if he does great awesome but i'm thinking more he's going to have more yards per catch i'm gonna say than kt had last year as much as that pains me to say because love kt love what he did the us last year and honestly like I, you guys know I'm a Giants fan. I'm hoping he tears it up. But I think Copeland, just given that we have a much more threatening rushing attack, I think that Copeland could be that guy. And like I'll talk about the next segment. I'll, I'll revisit this briefly. But yeah, that's where we're headed. Um, and finally, the one that I think is the most outlandish, but I'm also like, that we can make it happen. Um, 20 team rushing touchdowns. That That's where I'm at, which... That sounds like a lot because, <laughs> you know, that, that's like one and a quarter or one and a half per game. And then when you look at it that way, it's like, wow, it's really not that much when you consider that we, we have a quarterback who's going to be a legitimate threat. You know, Kyle Trask had three rushing touchdowns last year. Like you think Emery's not going to have some and Anthony Richardson's going to join in. That's why initially I was going to say running backs, 20 touchdowns. But then I was like, we have Emery and Anthony and they're going to be involved in the rushing attack. I'm, Pretty confident Copeland's going to be involved in a rushing attack. Pretty, I mean, not consistently. I have probably less than Kadarius Tony. Uh, I know last week I was saying we should do it more with Copeland and Pouncey than we did with Kadarius Tony, but like realistically, I don't think we will. I want to, but I don't think that's the direction that we're headed with the wide receiver runs, which is totally cool with me. Like that's, I don't care. As long as we're productive, I couldn't care less. <laughs> but yeah, like talking about these rushing touchdowns that I think we can get, I think we're going to have more big plays. Our rushing attack is going to be much more efficient this year than it was last year. I'm sorry to like beat the dead horse here, but our quarterbacks are rushing threats. So it's going to make the running backs get, you know, see more looks, I'll say, uh, once they get the ball. So the increase in efficiency will probably increase the attempts in which case yeah we're gonna be getting a lot more rushing touchdowns we had 12 last year and yeah to be frank we sucked at running the football last year so 12 in a year where we sucked 
I could, I see 20 in a year will be good as a legitimate possibility for us. And like, please like make it happen, <laughs> make it happen. Captain. That's all I'm asking for. Locked on Gators is now on YouTube. And if you haven't seen yet, you haven't been watching enough because I am a sweater. Like it's just, it's gross at times. And like, it, like I, I feel gross sometimes now I'm cool, but like, I meant cool isn't like calm, but yeah, cool is in temperature, sure. But when I was in Miami a couple weeks ago, when I'm outdoors anywhere, we had a heat wave here a couple of days ago, and it was it was killing me. Like I'm sweating through the shirt. Luckily, now I have and use sweat blog, baby. Like right here, always. I just shower, use it, go to bed, wake up. I mean, again, you don't have to shower then use it. I just do, but shower, use it. Boom, wake up, shower again, because that's what I do. I'm like, I'm a clean guy. That's just how I do it. And I know it sounds like too good to be true, but I'm, I'm telling you, you put it on, don't worry about sweat. You're good, I promise you. Use it once or twice a week even. Like, you don't even have to use it as often as I do. I'm just gross. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it at Amazon, CVS, whatever you'd prefer. We're talking about the RPO now, and that's, yeah, that's how we're switching things. We don't care about the segue. We're switching things right there. We're talking about the RPO. Um, this is something that I'm so excited for. Like, And I understand that we lost Brian Johnson, who since 2018, quarterbacks coach here. Uh, 2020, he was the offensive coordinator as well. We lost Kyle Trask, who is a fantastic RPO quarterback. Like, I realize that's a weird thing to say, but like, there are guys that are just really good at making the right decision when using the RPO. Like that, That's just a fact. And like, Carson Wentz was that guy when he was having his like MVP caliber year. Like they used the RPO a lot. He was that guy. He was very productive. So yeah, Brian Johnson is gone. Kyle Trask is gone. But, and yeah, like coach Johnson was a big RPO guy, but I, I still fully expect us to be very RPO heavy because last year proved that it worked. The year before proved that it worked. The year before proved that it worked. Like that's what we can do. So while Brian Johnson is gone, he is now in Philly as the QB coach. And Kyle Trask is gone. He is now in Tampa Bay as the second or third string quarterback. We'll see what happens when cuts happen and all that stuff. But uh, I still think we're going to be very RPO focused because I, I'll, I'll I'll bring it back for a second. I'll rein it in for a second. RPO, run pass option. QB, running back, they meet at the mesh point. You can either hand it off, keep it yourself. Similar to a read option, right? So you have that, and then you have the throwing option. If you watched on Thursday's episode, I spoke about pretty much running an RPO offense with using Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones as the two guys in the backfield where they can each take the ball, obviously not in the same play, but either one of them can take the ball, and then they'll each have two passing options there. And I think that's a very sound play. I'm just saying. I think it's a good call. But whatever. I digress. I'm not going to get too into that. If you want to know more, watch Thursday's episode. You'll see the drawing board, all that fun stuff. But our quarterbacks, both of them, as a rushing threat, that opens up the RPO game even more than it did with Kyle Trask. The downside is that Emery is Emery and Anthony are not as uh, experienced with making these quick decisions as Kyle Trask was, so they can make the wrong reads more often. That, that's just that's the trade-off that we have. But it makes the passing part of it much more lethal because if Emery keeps it or if Anthony keeps it, they might have that slant, bubble, flat, whatever it is. They might have that guy open because defenses are going to have to freeze up. Like defenses will freeze up 
or run in because they're going to be thinking too much. They're going to be reacting too much and the Gators are going to take advantage. Like that's, I'm not saying, oh, the Gators could, I'm saying the Gators will take advantage of that. Like Dan Mullen is not afraid to just put the knife and twist and rip. Like that, that's not a problem with us. So if teams are going to be overly aggressive and they're going to come in on that little, like when the quarterback and running back meet at the mesh point, that handoff potentially, we're going we're gonna to kill them with that slant bubble, whatever it is. We're going to demolish them. Like we are going to take advantage of these defenses that freeze up and think too much or react or just say YOLO and just go for it. Like that's not going to be a problem for the Florida Gators this year. Like the RPO, we're going to kill it. Like a huge thing that I spoke about on Thursday was that the offensive line in college football, the offensive line can get three yards downfield. Any offensive lineman can go three yards downfield before they get the illegal man downfield uh, penalty in the NFL. That's one yard. So, you know, college RPO is a little easier than the NFL RPOs, which is thank, thank goodness for a team with an O-line like we have. But um, yeah, like, like we're going to kill that because you legitimately will have to respect the fact that our quarterbacks can come out and torch you, like torch you. And Anthony Richardson might just plow through you, honestly. Like that dude's built like a tank. Like he is an absolute unit. So yeah, like he, he could just run right through your face and not worry about it. So we've got two quarterbacks that are legitimate dual threats, like not rushing threats, not passing threats, dual threats. They are out here doing it. So either one of them could take it. And yeah, like slant, curl, whatever, pop pass. I don't care. Like we have the offense that can use the RPO. We have an offense that is built to use the RPO successfully and excessively. Like, so yeah, the Gators are going to be calling a lot of run pass option. Hopefully, if they're smart, Dan Mullen, you can do it. I promise you. I believe in you. I have faith in you. And the Gators are going to find a lot of success because we are a team that's that we're like that. That's what we do. Like, and I realize that it gets kind of a lot of flack because like people like to say it's very uh very one reedy. Um, because Clemson did it a lot, yeah, so it's one reedy, but it's like you're literally making two reads as to whether to hand it off or throw it. So it just makes no sense. It's essentially a triple option with the forward option at that point. So that's where we're looking at. And like, again, like I've mentioned, I'm all here for the triple option, whatever it is. This is an extension of that. So I'm really looking forward to the Gators like doing it. Please now, like honestly, every play, just come out and do RPO and just say YOLO, just whatever. Um, as we build the anticipation for the football season, that is this week. Let's start building our bodies too. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. And I know, I know, I know you mother truckers love the coconut brownie chunk. Blech. I'm not, I don't like coconut. I'm sorry. It's just not for me. The taste, the texture, I don't do it. But, hmm, peanut butter brownie? Hmm? Slap. I'm just letting I'm just letting you know. Is that thing and salted caramel? Slap. Just letting you know. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident like me, 
Bet online currently has plus 2,800 odds, and I'm just saying I already took them, so I can't even say I'm going to take them. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on <clears throat> almost <clears throat> anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, which is usually how I do it, to get a 100% welcome bonus. We're, we're gearing it up. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space O N for that 100% bonus. Real quick before we get into the third segment, because this is what I do apparently. Congrats to Josh Gardner on the birth of your daughter. Beautiful kid. Congratulations, loyal listener. Love him. But now, <laughs> next segment up, next man up, because that's what we're talking about. Reportedly, Kamar Wilcoxon, who's defensive back for the Florida Gators, um, is injured. And it started because he tweeted two days ago, um, the quote is, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest sh- soldiers. Uh, I'll be back stronger than ever. So, of course, the assumption is, yeah. He's injured. The rumor is that Kamar Wilcoxon has torn his meniscus. Um, nothing's confirmed yet. Like we're we haven't even confirmed he's injured. This is strictly hypothetical. This segment. So we haven't confirmed he's injured. You know, people people tweet like whatever all the time, and we always just run to and run and jump to conclusions. And that's what we're doing here still. But I just want to point out, yeah, nothing is confirmed at the time of recording this. That's that's where we're at. At the time of recording, nothing's confirmed. But yes, the rumor is that Kamar Wilcoxon has torn his meniscus. And uh, on the bright side, <laughs> I if it's like the least intense or the the least severe meniscus tear, um, no surgery, out a month or two. Like as someone who's torn his meniscus in the uh, least severe option, um, it, it's not too horrible like don't play football with it but it's it's not easy to recover from but you know he'll be back if he if it's just that on the not so bright side that could that could be it for Kamar Wilcoxon this year that that could be uh that meniscus tear could keep him out for the entirety of the season which we are hoping is not the case. I mean, like, even if I'm not even talking about just as, as a player, like I'm talking about, I I would not wish a knee surgery to take someone off their feet and keep them from doing what they love for four months. Like that's, that's where I'm at. I'm not even talking about just from the Gator side. I'm just talking about like from a human side, I would like to see anybody not have to deal with that injury. Um, And then we're looking at, now we're talking about the actual football side of it. If Kamar Wilcoxon's out for the season, if he's out for an extended period of time, who knows? Because again, speculation. Um, but we've got Jadarius Perkins behind Trevez Johnson as our star. Because again, Kamar Wilcoxon is listed as our third star. So we've got Trevez Johnson starting, Jadarius Perkins right behind him. But we are one or two more injuries away from having some serious problems in the secondary. And like this one might sound a little weird, but if there's problems at corner two, uh, whether it's 
injury, our talents just not lining up. I would not be shocked to see either Jadarius Perkins or Travis Johnson but kind of bounce outside. And I, I'm cool with either one of them. I want to make that clear. I'm cool with either one of them bouncing outside, either one of them starting a star. That's fine. But that means that there's no nobody else behind them. So honestly, if Kamar Wilcoxon is injured and he's going to miss an extended period of time, Dewan Black and Donovan McMillan are the guys that I'm thinking of because I, and I know I always bring up Donovan McMillan. I know he's always the guy that I'm like, hey, if we're going to have someone at star, it should be Donovan McMillan. And I, I stand by that. Like, I think he should be the next, like the next guy at star. Like after Trevez, after Jadarius, after Kamar, it should be either Dewan Black or Donovan McMillan. So here's what I'm thinking. If we have that issue where we're kind of lacking depth there, lacking anybody that can really play and kind of give Trevez or Jadarius a break if they're stuck playing uh, star by themselves pretty much, why not Donovan or Dewan? Like, like why not? Because they're both versatile guys that, you know, typically when we talk about the star, we're thinking of a corner safety. Like, that. that's what we think of. Why not the linebacker safety? You know, like even even games where people are healthy, Dewan Black and Donovan McMillan could play that star spot, and let, like we should use them to bounce Trevez or Jadarius Perkins out because I mean, depth wise, we're not we're not good right now. Depth wise, we like we've got a lot of talented young kids, but are they ready for the spotlight? Eesh, that's that's where I'm at. And I realize I'm also naming guys that are they ready for the spotlight? Eesh, I'm, I don't know, but I'm more confident in Dewan and Donovan to be those guys that step up and kind of not not take advantage, but you know, seize the moment with Kamar's possible injury. Because I was hoping we'd see him play quite a bit this year, but at this point, that's that's up in the air right now. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll talk about some defensive season predictions. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with whole9sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. Don't forget to follow Locked On Gators wherever you can. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because we're going to have a blast with things. Be sure to check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thursday saw the release of the SEC East preview, including moi talking some Gators and some Gamecocks, but you know, that one was nature of the beast. Um, betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock. Of the day, follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.